morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Kathy Kay, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Monday, September 18th, 2017, and we are reading from the big book. We are on page 100, the second full paragraph, and today's readers are Amanda S. On, no, actually, it's Jody E.Q. on the 12 Steps, Melissa C.K. on the 12 Traditions, and reading the text are Gina R. and Marie J. Um, the ref, the um, reference number for yesterday's special edition, Sunday, September 17th, is 10,441, and for... This morning, 7 a.m. East Coast meeting on 918. The reference number is 10,442. And our newcomer greeter today is Melanie C. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting absolute donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry this message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Jody E.Q. to read the 12 steps of OA. Good morning, everybody, and thank you. This is Jody E.Q., gratefully recovered compulsive overeater. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves would restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to the all. Nine, recommend to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 
Ken continued to take personal inventory and whatever wrong promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me be of service. I pass. Thank you, Jody E.Q. And I will now ask Melissa C.K. to read the 12 traditions. Good morning, Kathy. May I be heard? Yes, you can. Okay. Good morning, everyone. This is Melissa C.K. of Chattanooga, Tennessee, Grateful Recovering Compulsive Overeater. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thanks for this opportunity to do service. Thank you, Melissa C.K. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is clear and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. 
to share, press star 1 to mute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book on page 100, paragraph 2, and I will ask Gina R. to get us started. Good morning, Kathy Kay. Thank you so much for your service. This is Gina R., gratefully recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body in Green Valley, Arizona. When working with a man and his family, you should take care not to participate in their quarrels. You may spoil your chance of being helpful if you do, but urge upon a man's family that he has been a very sick person and should be treated accordingly. You should warn against arousing resentment or jealousy. You should point out that his defects of character are not going to disappear overnight. Show them that he has entered upon a period of growth. Ask them to remember, when they are impatient, the blessed fact of his sobriety. If you have been successful in solving your own domestic problems, tell the newcomer's family how that was accomplished. In this way, you can set them on the right track without becoming critical of them. The story of how you and your wife settled your difficulties is worth any amount of criticism. Let me start my timer. And um, while I wasn't able to be at the conference, I felt like I was participating as I just was led several times during the weekend just to lift everybody up. And it's great to hear everybody's reaction who was able to be there. I... um, have not had the occasion yet in my sponsorship role to actually talk with anybody's family. And so that first paragraph um, doesn't uh, resonate with my experience to this point. And I'm thinking that I I would like to um, visit with some people if they have had that experience. But one thing I would um, uh, like to highlight is the part where it says you should point out that his defects of character are not going to disappear overnight. Show them that he has entered upon a period of growth. I think that's important for the actual um, sponsee or or, uh, protege to uh, be reminded of as a myself. You know, um, I one time had a uh, somebody have me go through a spiritual exercise of plotting out my spiritual growth as if I were a a tree and like doing tree rings. And if anybody's ever done that, you know that whenever there are periods of stress, you can see that inside of a tree ring when you do a cross section. And it just reminded me that this would probably be good for me to do again, just to, to look over the last year and a half or so and what's happened with me. And that is what I can share with somebody. And the second paragraph, if you have been successful in solving your own domestic problems, first of all, um, I know that I haven't solved my own problems, that my self-reliance trying to solve my own problems um, never worked. And I know that's not what the, the paragraph is alluding to, but it really is hand in hand with my higher power and relinquishing my self-knowledge, my self-will, my myself to this process and um, letting 
other solutions come in and I now see that they are like other worldly solutions or other solutions beyond me. And I have been able to do that. I have been able to um, provide examples of, especially with my husband, allowing him to just simply have a voice and to offer his input and his ideas and then actually take me, take those ideas and input and watch a miracle unfold. That never happened uh, when I was in my self-run riot mode. And um, I think that's uh, advice that does resonate well with um, anybody, really. So with that, I'm very grateful for this opportunity to serve and look forward to continuing to learn from everybody. I pass. Thank you, Gina R. So who would like to share on these two paragraphs? Marie J. Marie J. Annie M. Katrine. I'm sorry, who was it, M? Annie M. Annie M. Katrine, and your last initial? H. Thank you. Anyone else? Paula D. Paula D. Jody EQ. Jody EQ. Okay, let's stop there. We have Maria, Marie J, Annie M, Katrine H, Paula D, and Jody EQ. Please go ahead, Marie J. I don't hear you, Marie. Okay, Marie? sorry about that. I'm okay. here. This is Marie J. Uh, recovered in Colorado. Thanks very much. Happy to be here. I've missed a couple of Mondays, and I'm real happy to be here. Um, defects of character are not going to dis- disappear overnight, and if I've been successful in solving my own des- domestic problems, I need to share how that was um, accomplished. And really, I this takes time. It just takes time. And I have sponsees who come in and feel desperate, and they realize they're powerless, and they want to recover now, like now. And they want their husbands to change now and their marriages to change now. And that's how I felt when I came in, and I finally understood my desperate situation, and I knew that I was really in danger of divorcing my husband because I believed it was all his fault when I was in my disease. I believed he was the problem when I was in my disease, and I couldn't see my own behavior and my own character defects when I was in my disease. And my sponsor just said to me, over and over and over, Marie, recover, recover, recover. Every time I had a complaint about my domestic situation, recover, recover, recover. And I said, but, 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 but he did this and he did that, and but, 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 and all she would say, is recover, recover, recover. And I didn't always understand what that meant. But what I learned, of course, after recovery is just stay in the step I'm in. Stay in the process I'm in. Don't move all the way ahead to how am I going to fix my marriage. And just trust and have faith in higher power and in the process because this takes time. And it and and it will it more will be revealed and it will be resolved it will be resolved if i stay in the work and i recover and today 
What I know is I've come through successfully and I have a way better marriage and I'm not in danger of divorce. And my recovery, and this has been the miracle because this was so unexpected, my recovery has been attractive to my husband. My husband's not an addict. And yet he hears me on the phone with sponsees and he hears me reading the book and he, he watches me owning my own character defects and he watches me keeping my side of the street clean or amending when I don't. And then he does the same. He has now decided you know, to, 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 to step into this owning his own stuff and being willing to make amends. And this was something I never expected. I never pushed program on him. He was just drawn to it. He was drawn to the miracle that this program is. So the message of hope that I bring to my sponsees is that I was in a messy marriage. And I never owned my part. I just lived in self-righteousness and blame and self-pity and victimhood. And then when I was able to look at these liabilities, these character defects in my own steps six and seven and own them and ask God to remove them, then the miracle started happening. I changed. I'm the one who changed. I recovered and I accepted my situation and myself and all my character defects and asked God to accept all of me good and bad, then my marriage healed. So recover, 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 and let God handle the outcomes. That's the message that I carry. I must recover. Let God handle the outcomes. More will be revealed if I am willing to look at myself. And on page 14 of the big book, it says, what must happen is we must have entire destruction of ourselves. So that's the miracle that's happened in the message that I can carry today. Thanks. Thank you, Marie J. Annie M., please go ahead. Hi, can I be heard? Yes, you can. All right. Hi, this is Annie M. Um, I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in the San Francisco Bay Area. Um, I've listened to this meeting for a couple of weeks. This is my first time sharing on it, and this meeting has been a lifeline. So thank you to everyone for your service, for your shares, um, and for everything. I um, I am working the 12th step right now. I've just gone through the 12 steps for the first time, and I'm so grateful to be in this chapter about working with others because that's what I'm starting to to work on myself. And, you know, my higher power has not delivered me a sponsor to work with yet, but I'm, I feel like listening to this meeting and studying this book so closely has given me a chance to kind of get ready for whatever is ahead. Um, and this reminds me that... Um, you know, I'm not qualified to solve other people's problems. Just because I've done steps 1 through 11 doesn't mean I am, therefore, the solver of problems. All it really qualifies me to do is to share my own journey with someone else. And I really appreciate that the paragraph we read today applies that to solving family problems. Um, I know that... Um, you know, one of my character defects that I discovered is that I can have a hero complex and I can think that I can save you because I'm just that fabulous and I'm just that kind and good-hearted. And this is just a reminder to me that all I can do is share my experience and that's all I have to do. So thank you to everybody for your service. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Annie M. 
Katrine H., please go ahead. Hi, this is Katrine H. Can I be heard? Yes, you can. Hi, um, I am a newcomer, and I'm a little bit nervous. I've never shared on the meeting before, so I'm afraid I'm going to do it wrong, just to say that at the beginning. And um, I, uh, the phrase that I got out of this reading mostly was, that my character defects are not going to be removed immediately. And, of course, I want everything to happen immediately, including my abstinence. But I want to say that I am feeling a lot of gratitude today for having been at the conference this weekend and having finally gotten to a place where I could surrender and accept and stop fighting that I had a disease and that I was a compulsive overeater. And for me, that was a miracle because I've been in OA for many years and I have not been able to maintain abstinence or get abstinent. And yesterday was my first 24 hours of abstinence. And so I just want to say that out loud so that it's real. And I'm terrified that I'm going to screw it up and I just have to keep praying that God will help me and guide me and lead me to what I need to be led to. And I'm just really trying to do the footwork. And I have not resolved the family matters that I have to resolve. And not in my spousal relationship, but more in my, um, like, brothers and sisters and that kind of family. So... I just wanted to speak on the line and and express my appreciation for the existence of A Vision for You and for this past weekend. I am so incredibly grateful. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Katrine H., and do keep coming back. It's great to have you. Thank you. Um, Paula D., please go ahead. Uh, This would be Paula D., Uh, currently in uh, Londonderry, New Hampshire. And I thank you for your service. And I am recovered by and with the grace of God. You know, we come into these paragraphs and beautifully read, working with others. Hmm. And their beauty there, too. And their recovery. You know, we begin with, and I'm just going to back up just for a moment, and I'm going to chug along here. It is dependent upon his relationship with God. These are things that I have to remember when I go into here, because somehow I forget. Both you and the new man must walk day by day in the path of spiritual progress. That's it. If you persist, remarkable things will happen. Okay, I got it. Now go into it with this. It says here, when working with a man and his family, you should take care. How many times do you say that a day? How many times do you enter conversation with that? Take care. Take care. Remember it. Take care. Not to participate in their quarrels. Honey, that means you're on one side or the other. We're not in the the thing to judge. We're one person. Everybody's perspective is different. That clears the path. Okay, we're not going to go there. Where can we go then? And this is where we, we come together. Ask them to remember, even the family members. And, you know, I notice it says family members. Well, I'm going to tell you, this stuff happens with fellow travelers who's jealous of this one. Who thinks this one knows better? That food plan works, but no, it's not the issue. I love when they say that. That's not an issue, and it's true. And then we come down here, 
if you have been successful in solving your own domestic problems, it happens sometimes. What I found, it says here, in this way you can set them on the right track. In Boston, we have the, the big trains, train um, where all the trains go, yeah, train yard, that's what we used to call them. And you might even see it here. Well, anyway, on this train yard, there is a big round thing. And what it does is it turns and it sends the track, the train, in a different direction. The train comes in in one direction. If you're already in the direction, you know it. So you send them in a different direction. It ends with the story of how you and your wife settled your difficulty has worked any amount of criticism. They could say, oh, I don't believe that. You know, I'm going to tell you sometimes with me what happened was it was like I was at a bus stop. Oh, I wanted to solve this problem with my brother and this problem with my son. Oh, what about the daughter? Oh, no, yeah, the granddaughter. And all of a sudden I realized I was at the bus stop, and I was pacing back and forth and looking at that bus. Where is that bus? Couldn't even see it coming around the corner. How could I possibly? And then there was the other, and I'd been there, sitting down, just waiting for the bus to come. You might say that seems kind of like, oh, dear. That does... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If it's to come around the corner, you'll see it coming, and you'll know the action to take. I don't want to use more time than I've been given. I appreciate that I have been given that time, and hopefully it has, as page 89 says, to be helpful is our only aim. Thank you again, Kathy, for your service, and with that I do pass. Thank you, Paula D. Uh, Jody E.Q., please go ahead. Thank you, Kathy. This is Jody E.Q., gratefully recovered compulsive overeater, anorexic, and bulimic, on the train heading back from the conference to California. Hope you can hear me. So when working with a man and his family, I think this harkens back to the beginning of AA when AA meetings uh, the wives of the alcoholics tended to come with their husbands and hang out in the kitchen and make coffee and whatever. And um, so the wives were often around, you know, in the rooms of AA before Al-Anon was formed. So that's probably what this is referring to. Um, Al-Anon when it started, used the big book as part of its literature. But it is no longer conference-approved literature in Al-Anon, surprisingly, but it's true. And I have a feeling it may have to do with this sentence, among other things. Urge upon a man's family that he has been a very sick person and should be treated accordingly. You should warn against arousing resentment or jealousy. My my suspicion is that it that smacks too much of control and that may be why Alanon no longer uses this book. I don't know. But I have a feeling maybe that has something to do with it. In other words, um we all have to take care of our own recovery. No one else really can protect us from our disease, um, if my family, you know, tiptoes around me to try to keep me from picking up, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. I have to work these steps. That's the only defense I have against my disease. 
Um, if I have been successful in solving my own domestic problem, I can tell the newcomer's family how that was accomplished. In this way, I can set them on the right track without becoming critical of them. The story of how you and your wife or husband settled your difficulties is worth any amount of criticism. Well, um, as a sponsor, I, um, when I sponsor someone who's married, I encourage them to talk to other married, recovered people because I am divorced. And I don't want to influence them in any way um, that would not be to their best interest. So I encourage them to talk to other recovered people who are married. Uh, that said, I do believe that um, my domestic problems have been solved uh, in a positive way. My, my ex-husband and I are very good terms, and it's really nothing short of a miracle. Um, and I'm very grateful for that. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Jody EQ. Okay, let's take some more names. Who else would like to share? Jamie H. Mary Ann P. Okay, I heard Amy H. Who else? Michelle Lorna Mary P. Mary K. B. Lorna T. Okay, wait a second. Um, I think I missed someone here, so I have Amy H. Michelle, I didn't get your last initial. Sherry K. B. and Lorna T. Was there anybody else? Marianne B. I'm sorry, what is your first name with the B at the end? Marianne P. Oh, Mary Ann P. Sorry, Mary Ann. Got it. Anyone else? This is Kathy Jo P. Kathy Joe P. Okay. Arlene H. Arlene H. Okay, let's stop there. Uh, I hope we can get to all of you. And let's begin with Amy H. This is Jamie H. Just arriving home in Jessup, Georgia. And when it uh, talked about your domestic, um, your family, the example, the surprising example of hope that we can bring to our family. Um, my most desperate day in my disease ever was the day I looked at my um, eight-year-old son, and he was so upset because the kids at school were calling him fat, and that's a power. Uh, we lost you, Jamie. Are you there? Press star one. This is Jamie. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, I was talking about my son and the day he came home from school and the kids had called him fat. And I remember the day, I remember being in elementary school and coming home and the kids called me fat. And that child sat down and he shoved food. He did not taste food. And I saw myself in him. 
And that was my most desperate day that I had to get help. I didn't know what it was, but I had to go get it. And through the process of the steps, he has continued to be my mirror, and he is my hope. He doesn't know anything about steps lingo, but the weight has fallen off that child. And he has dedicated himself to whatever it is. For him, it's football. Everybody has a something. But my contribution to my family, I get to see on a daily basis. He wanted to play football, so he says, oh, I don't eat sugar. He has no idea why he doesn't eat sugar. He just knows if he's going to carry the football in his little league, he can't be – his weight is an issue. And he knows it comes from sugar. I see him say, oh, I am so upset today, I can't dare to eat. That is hope. I was 45 years old before I understood that there was a disease, that there was an allergy. And he may not know that he has an allergy, but he absolutely knows that his body is different and he has hope. And because of this program of Vision for You and these people that we get to stand on their shoulders, we all have hope. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Jamie H. Uh, next is Michelle, and I didn't get your last name initial. Yeah, good morning, Kathy. This is Michelle L. from Delaware. Recovered, recovered compulsive overeater. Thanks for your service. Um, I've been on both sides of this situation myself, and it's it's really helpful to think back because when I first came into recovery, and I was I was a normal, I did a really um, you know pretty good job I guess of hiding the evidence, um, but I was crazy in my brain, and the food dominated me, um, but. I came into recovery, and I remember sitting down with my dad, and finally, after about three or four months in in program, sharing with him that I had joined Overeaters Anonymous, and he kind of, you know, he looked at me and was like, oh, that explains a lot, you know, pretty interesting, what we think we're hiding when we're not, but anyway, um... He looked at me and he, you know, he saw my pain and he said, oh, I wish you had, you know, told me sooner what you were struggling with. And I said, why? And he said, well, I guess, you know, so I could have helped you. And I said, Dad, you know, I was beyond human aid. There was no other, there was no human power that could have or would have. I had to get here the way I got here, through the pain, and then, you know, through the surrender, and my own recovery journey that I've been on, um, and I I got to remember that with my family members, because my middle daughter is a compulsive overeater, and she um, called me last night and was telling me about a new way of eating that she has tried, is going to try she is not in program she has not um she's you know she's still just 
kind of hustling along trying to figure this out for herself. She knows I'm in program. Um, And I had to remember that she's on her own journey. If she wants my advice, she'll ask for it. So there's someone else in in the room that says, uh, you know, I think it's Monica, keep your mouth shut. I say, Michelle, keep your mouth shut and keep my eyes on my own paper. You know, does it need to be, does it need to be said? Does it need to be said by me? Does it need to be said by me now? Um, you know, pray about that. Pause, just be quiet. Um, because who am I to deprive anybody else of their own recovery journey? Um, I can be part of it if, if that's God's plan for me. And I, I hope it is. Um, I hope it is because I see how much she's suffering and it's, you know, I'm just so grateful that I found these rooms, the big book, all of you guys. I couldn't be at the conference um, because I was working on my uh, relationship with, with my with my guy this past weekend and I was at a wedding and Oh my gosh! That's I really, time. I'd rather dance than eat. Thank you, God. Thanks, Kathy. I passed. Thanks, Michelle L. Sherry KB, please go ahead. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning, everybody. This is Sherry KB in Northern California. Grateful recovered compulsive overeater. <clears throat> Thank you so much for your service, Kathy, and everybody on the line. Welcome and welcome back from the convention. We missed you. Um, so I'm just going to jump right in here. Um, says that we should take care not to participate in quarrels. Uh, you may spoil the chance of being helpful if you do. You know, when somebody asks me about something like that, I, I refer them to the book. I say, if you really want to understand the person, read the big book. And um, and then I also suggest certain stories, um, like our southern friend, uh, like... Uh, Acceptance is the answer, and uh, freedom from bondage. Um, uh, I suggest those readings to people who, um, and of of course, the first 164 pages, um, instead of getting into somebody and telling them what to do. Um, Also that uh, this is not an overnight matter, and if you read page 84, um, it talks about when these crop up. You know, we're we're in a period of growth, and so that's what's going to happen there. And you know, I heard a long time ago somebody said, you know, when you first get recovered, uh, I would not make any major decisions for one year until you've been recovered. Um, I remember hearing that many years ago in the rooms, and I have never forgotten that. So if somebody says to me, "What do you think?" I'll, I'll first always tell them take it to their higher power, and always that the answers are in this book. Um, and that, you know, I about love, patience, and tolerance is our code. So um, especially not being critical or judging, uh, that's what comes up for me when I read these pages um, because I know that I, I've been told that, you know, I wanted my husband to change so badly, and, uh, you know, what I noticed, he started changing when I changed <laughs> because it was my attitude. Um, there's a saying, uh changed attitudes can aid recovery and that is for sure and with a higher power um and i just keep growing and changing and when somebody asks me you know how can they fix their loved one i just tell them to read the book um i suggest other books and uh 
I don't tell them what to do because that's not my job. I can share my experience, strength, and hope. That's all I can share, and that's all I've got to share is my experience, strength, and hope. And um, and I just know that how this works. And I've I've done some things with some other visionaries that have helped um, our marriages. Um, that you know we keep the focus on ourselves and we keep our own inventory and we keep our side of the street clean. And that's what I do know. And with that, I pass. And thank you so much. Thank you, Sherry KB. Lorna T, please go ahead. Good morning, Kathy. This is Lorna in the northwest side of New York City, the Bronx. Uh, Good morning to all of the visionaries on the line. I know I'm going to cry, so get ready. Um, Extremely grateful to have been able to go to the convention. Uh, Kind of it was tough financially to work it out, but my husband and my higher power and Oh, goodness, I saved the money and I had a wonderful roommate. I really wanted to thank you all for everything. I think, um, well, let me get back to the reading first. Um, Yeah, let's see. I think it's really important. uh, Well, that's an amazing paragraph, really, not to participate in their trials and that he has been a very sick person, which in my case refers to me, um, and uh, should not, should warn against arousing resentment or jealousy. Yeah, excellent. Uh, just um, profound and uh, just very grateful to the big book and Bill who pioneered, and this weekend, extremely grateful to all the, I think we had princesses amongst the speakers. They were absolutely amazing and tremendously grateful to um, my friend that drove me back uh, and to Melanie and Leah and all of you and uh, Christy, all of you who worked on the staff. God bless you all. I love you guys and uh, I'm back in the Bronx and I still feel high spirit and happy. So thank you. That's it. I passed. Thank you, Lorna T. Mary Ann P., please go ahead. This is Mary Ann P. from the Central Coast of California. Hello, everybody. And it talks about if you have been successful in solving your own domestic problems. Um, I can't say that I have solved all of them, but... um, uh, I have to say that the steps have made a difference. Um, they have removed some of my character defects that were affecting the marriage, and that made a huge difference. Some of my character def- defects were definitely having a negative impact on my marriage, and I'm so grateful for that. And. Also, um, honesty is one of the principles that we practice in all of our affairs. And something really wonderful happened. I was very honest about something that I had done in a previous relationship and said, you know, I really don't want to do that in this relationship. Um, That was something that I felt really bad about in my previous relationship. And... um, 
my current relationship just yesterday said, you know, you've done that to me. And I was stunned. And But I was very grateful that she was honest with me and told me about it because, like I said, I said that I don't want to do that to another person. And that gave me the opportunity to change my behavior and make amends and not do that behavior again. And so practicing that principle gave me that opportunity. And so I'm very grateful that this program taught me to practice that principle. So that's two examples of how practicing these principles and all my fears um, is enabling me to make my relationship better. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Mary Ann P. Kathy Jo P., please go ahead. Are you there, Kathy Jo? Press star one to unmute. This is Kathy Jo P. Go ahead, please. Are you breaking up? Kathy Joe. Kathy Joe, you okay? Yeah, I'm having trouble hearing you. I'm sorry. Um, oh, that's better. Go just ahead. Just one second. Just one second. Did you do star one? You have you heard? Yes. Okay. This is Kathy. Kathy Joe. Uh, no, I'm sorry, Kathy Joe. I cannot hear you. You keep breaking up. I don't want that. This is Kathy Jo P. Can I be heard? You can. Let's see if you can consistently be heard. Maybe I'll wait till tomorrow. I'm so sorry. Okay. I think that's a better option. Thanks, Kathy Jo. Arlene H., you'll be our last share today. I'm a compulsive overeater. My name is Arlene. Hello? Yes. Go ahead, Arlene. Hi. Uh, Very grateful to be um, added into the conversation today. And I know that when I'm working with anybody, you know, the chapter is working with others. So when I'm working with another, it's very um, important for me to understand that another person is the product of his environment or her environment, her family, her uh, way of life and where she came from. It's important for me to understand where they came from because I uh, would like to let everyone know that it's ongoing for a lifetime that defects of character don't disappear overnight, that it takes um, a little bit of action on our part, and that it also is dependent on our relationship with God. I find that 10% of my action ends up with 90% of God kicking in for the rest. And never to involve myself in anybody else's quarrels 
or even my own quarrels because basically if I get involved in the problem, I'm not involved in my solution. So I always talk about um, solving our domestic problems as they arise on a daily basis and trying to remember them not to fall into the same uh, the same, um, you know, potholes as we used to fall into. We can learn from our problems in the past or our successes. So basically, if I've put my own house in order, that's solving our own domestic problems, then I can share with another human being up to the level of my experience. And that is amazing. And to show the other person that I am also a human being and that all of my problems have spiritual answers and that I go through them daily and it's a lifetime event, it's a work in progress, not perfection, is an amazing amount of information for the individual who wants to recover yesterday. You know, they want to recover so fast, so impatient. Telling this to the individual is like telling it to their family. It gives them the opportunity to express to their family also to please be patient. I'm not who I used to be, and I'm going toward who I aspire to be. So this is life. It's time. Thank you. I'll pass. Thank you, Arlene H. It is now time for us to bring the meeting to a close. We will close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Marie J., would you please read a vision (laughs) our book is meant to be suggestive only? Yes, thank you. This is Marie J. Recovered in Colorado. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. And it will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of you, some of us, as you trudge to the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you. Until then.